feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Andy Walker was saying things like this is not the club that I played for you know he's looking for somebody to say we got this wrong which hasn't happened yet no, we've always done it so it works well but not in this day and age of not, course it not, works not, well not, we, we, not now no. what's going on the priority as I just mentioned would be try to claw the points back yeah. on Rangers first and foremost put them under pressure challenge them the Home Radio Football Show with Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson and Leanne Crichton with OPC Energy Limited the Renew energy specialists call 0808 17 17 700 Hello everyone, good evening and welcome to the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited After all the chat, the dust of the desert is settling What is the future for Celtic in the coming months? Well, the fact is, tonight they are 21 points behind Rangers Yeah, three games in hand We've got Barry Ferguson with us this evening. Leanne Crichton is with us. And Leanne, three weeks ago, you basically called it. You said it's going to be, Rangers are going to win the title and Rangers have widened the gap. So will we ask Barry now at the start of the show, what do you want to ask him? Barry, is it over? No, no. They're, <laughs> they're one it. step closer, obviously, with the, the result. 21 um, points. Yeah, they're still, listen, until it's mathematically impossible for Celtic to catch Rangers, it's yeah. still on. So you're still taking it, you're taking the nine points off, yep. Yep, yep, yep. I, 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 that's the, the mindset of the Rangers players, they've got to firmly believe that the, the games in hand that Celtic have got, that they're going to win them. So I think if the, the players think like that, they'll keep themselves on their, on their toes and they'll keep the, the concentration levels high, so you're, that's that's the way that I would always think. You're saying that as a manager? From a fan's perspective, take your manager's hat off. No, listen, over? we've had a few fans on here, Leanne, that yeah. think the same way as me. Because <laughs> well, they've been listening to you on here. <laughs> well, you, uh, there's a party line, Leanne, right throughout the club, that and yeah. everyone is saying, stay humble, You know, wait and see, there's a lot of games to be played, but 21 points. Uh, Rangers fans, what do you think? Are you going to call it now after all the bad headlines for Celtic on the front pages and the back pages? Never has it been so one person getting COVID and there's been so much made of it. I think there's a bit of hysteria around of course Celtic fans are understandably unhappy with the way things are but my goodness they are in the firing line now so Celtic fans what do you feel tonight 08 08 17 17 700 and I dare say you start to think about this weekend Celtic against Livingston and Livingston are in action tonight against Aberdeen at Almondvale they're an amazing run six on the trot in yep. the league eight in total up against the Dons who are desperate to get third spot and want to bounce back after losing to Rangers at the weekend and Rangers this weekend at Motherwell after a good win at the weekend as we said at Petordi so what do you reckon Rangers fans give us a call 0808 17 17 700 uh, text a message go plus your message to 87474 and you know we're on all the socials at Go Football Show I see we made the back pages uh, today from the Pat Bonner interview last night uh, with Rob on the programme and uh, yeah listen people feel very passionately about this this is the thing about our programme we're here for you we respect your opinions and 
and you can make it here. 0808 17 17 700. And Barry, what a goal last night. Lauren Shanklin is going to join us uh, in the next few minutes. The Dundee United goal. If you didn't see it last night, commentator Barry Ferguson. Yeah, oh, listen, fantastic <laughs> finish. Um, to have that that awareness um, tells you a lot about the, the type of player that Lauren Shanklin is. He, he's, in terms of goals this season, he's not probably scored as, as many as he would have liked I know he's had a few injuries um, but uh, unbelievable finish um, he's got to take the plaudits for that uh, as I said to have the awareness during the game um, and to strike the ball I, I don't know if I could kick it 50 yards um, <laughs> I was thinking that the way in I was like there's no way I'd be able to launch it that far I know but fantastically and I, I've watched it five six times um, and you've got to give him all the credit you, you can no it's great fantastic strike um and that's what you expect from him, though. These moments, you're surprised, but in, in the same breath, you're, you're not really, because that's the quality mm-hmm. that he's got. It's been a tough season for him. He has had injuries, and United's form at, at times probably has been tough. You know, they've had injuries throughout the team, which then has an impact on the amount of opportunities that he gets um, over the course of the season. But credit to him. What a goal. Yeah, yeah I'm delighted for him, because a lot of people were, were maybe questioning, could they do it at Premier League level? Uh, it's a great story, obviously, getting let go for Aberdeen, going down to League One, scoring all the goals for Air United, then going into the Championship where United, yep. scoring the mm-hmm. goals, got the move to Dun United, continued. And this season, um, obviously, the people were looking and saying, can he, can he score goals at this level? I've no doubt he, he can. And mm-hmm. Listen, he's a Scotland international as well, so he, he deserves... Um, all the plaudits certainly for that goal last night. And reports today that uh, Blackpool, one of your old teams, are interested in signing him. And uh, you won't be surprised on that. It's January, you never know, but Dundee United would not want to lose him. They want to cement their position in the Premiership. No, he's a huge player for them, Paul. Um, at any level, you know, goals are, are either win you championships or, or keeps you in a division. Um, and he was a difference last season for Dundee United, even in the Championship, you know, where it was deemed to be an easy process for them um, but he scored a lot of goals he's a huge player he's a huge asset I think just to the team because the way he plays it is not just about his goals he links the team very very mm-hmm. well um, and he's an intelligent footballer so he would be a huge loss especially at this time of the season because that bottom half of the table is ever so tight Yeah he's not just a goal scorer I agree with what Lance says he's, he's a real team player mm-hmm. um, when he's not scored as we've seen many goals as he'd wanted this season, he does put a, some shift in for his uh, his team. But I see Blackpool are interested, but I think he's got to be aiming higher. I think he's mm-hmm. top-end championship. Um, I, I, but, of course, I want to see the better players stay in Scotland. Um, and I think he, he might get an opportunity to get a move to, to one of the big two, you never know. We don't want a Lyndon Dykes, do we? We don't want to see many more like him and maybe Kevin Nisbet. We'd rather they go to Rangers or Celtic. Keeping them in Scotland, Paul, that's absolutely key. You know, we'd love it here. And I've, I've listened to the shows over the last couple of weeks and a lot of, I agree with what a lot of the guys are saying about the Scottish game's actually better to watch. Like, yep. All the games that have been on TV recently, you know, even that bit of quality last night that Lauren Shanklin shows, you, you don't see that often in England. And if you do, there's a huge amount of hysteria that goes with it and it rumbles on for long enough. But the games up here have been different class and I, I think the more quality we can keep in the division and certainly if you were one of the old firm, you would be looking at the potential option I don't know yep. you know, for yep. what you would pay for Lauren Shankland mm-hmm. you're guaranteed an internationalist already putting him into a better team with a bit more quality uh, I think he would only prosper Yep and Lance made a great uh, comment there if that goal that Turnbull scored Monday night for Celtic yep. and the goal last night for Lauren Shackland if that was scored in the English Premier League it would yep. be everywhere uh-huh. uh, David Beckham scored that goal what 20 
Oh, gee, <laughs> oh, and it still gets rolled out yeah. every other week in Sky Sports. Sure. Like that's that was great this morning. That's a frustrating thing for yeah. me. To be fair, it was on this morning. BBC Breakfast nationally yeah. were showing it. We not talked enough. about it. Yeah, not enough. But they were oh, good. Yeah, I like it. If, yeah. it's, if that's yeah. in the Premier League, that's shown yeah. every single minute of the day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what about Turnbull's goal the other night? Celtic won, Hibs yeah. won. We'll talk about that in a moment or two. We've got Celtic fan on the line. But isn't it great to have Leanne here? She's on the, the telly more than Gary Lineker at the weekend. <laughs> Friday night, there you were. How cold were you at uh, oh. Hamden? Honestly, Paul, yeah. to be honest, I actually was better than the other guys in the production because they were standing over in, in the stand and they were getting blown away in between the bits of work that I was doing. I had the heated blanket on sitting in the stand. So, um, Wee bit of inside. But you need to be forward thinking at these yeah. games. Otherwise, it's, you don't enjoy it. But no, I've been really busy, really lucky over the last couple of weeks. And uh, nice venues have fair cheered me up today. Uh, that way there was she's everywhere she? Leanne, she, she does know her stuff I'll give her that yep. <laughs> thanks <laughs> Leanne Creighton is with us tonight from Glasgow City and we will speak at the fact the, about the fact that the, the women's game is off so are all the leagues below the championship when we talk to, to Barry and to Si about it on uh, Monday night right let's take a call Michael is on the line a Celtic fan uh, Michael good evening good evening how's it going Paul how ah we're you? fine how are you yeah yeah well I'm good um, just the week the sort of the, the matches at the weekend were just uh, not what I wanted to see like, but yeah, what can we do yeah did you think when uh, David Turnbull struck that what did you make of the goal oh, it, was, it was a touch of class like it, what what would come to expect from him to be honest in terms of his performances what he what he's been putting in is sort of his, hold, his, his ability on the ball is unquestionable like mm. and especially in that where we needed people to step up in that scenario where Eddie and Griff were both out and we were waiting on players to try and step up and he's been consistently doing it all yeah. season. Well, say all season since he's been brought in, which has been, he's been a sort of shining light in a, in a season that's been unmitigated disaster after unmitigated disaster. Mm. Probably when it comes to the inquest on the season, which undoubtedly there will be, you think, well, what happened to Sora? Where was he early on? David Turnbull, we know there was the COVID thing that he got with the under-21s, but... Um, it took a long time Yeah, if, to get him for in. me, I, wa- I watched the game on Monday night and it was a game that lacked a lot of quality for me and the one bit of quality in the game came from David Turnbull and I, I, it doesn't surprise me. I've said it on the show plenty of times, Paul, um, for £3 million, I think it was money well spent and I think he's going to be a massive player uh, for Celtic in the future. And the only issue Celtic are going to have, if he continues the way he's been going the last few months, they're going to maybe struggle to hold on to him because mm-hmm. yeah. I've got... I wouldn't be surprised if already some Premier League teams down south are keeping an eye on him. But definitely, it's great to see. Look, he struggled with the injury. It was a big disappointment for him not getting the move at first. But he's been away, worked hard. Get back playing for Mother when he got his move to Celtic. And you're starting to now see the qualities that the boy's got. Leanne, he looks a long term, doesn't he? You could see him playing for 10 years at, at a really high level. He's fantastic. Um, he, he's actually got everything in his game and, and that's why there'll be clubs out with Scotland that will have a close eye on him. Um, his athleticism, he's technically very, very good. He's, I would say, mature beyond his years in the way that he plays and he actually brings an intensity that I actually think a lot of his teammates struggle to keep up with at times. Um, he, mo- he wants to move the ball a lot quicker than what some are, are even used to uh, and that shows you the level that he could get to um, but fair play you know, he's had to bide his time and yep. you heard an interview with him you know, when he had been brought into the team at one stage and, and he hadn't had a lot of time and you know, he was just very humble and working hard and waiting for his moment and 
he's got a long career ahead of him in, in Glasgow you don't get um, too long no. to do well um, and people expect you to perform but he's, he's a young lad and, and he's done exceptionally well since he's come into the side So Michael uh, what do you want to say tonight I think you've called about the uh, Pat Bonner's comments last night Yeah I think like I can see the side, the, the side of why they wanted to get out of the fishbowl but it's just that that sort of like like in any business you would take you would you would take into consideration all the risks and factors and the fact that thirteen of the players have now having to isolate is just a ridiculous like we've been burnt by this before we've been burnt with the internationals we've been burnt with Bollett Ball and I know they're all mm. different scenarios and different yeah. issues and and we've been burnt with Christie having to isolate when away was uh, Scotland and that was travelling coming flying back. Mm. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out that if one person gets it in that scenario, everyone who's close contacts, should have been close contacts, but are going to have to isolate. And it's that we've just we've just lost that moment, any sort of momentum that we could potentially have gained or from going away. It's just lost. It's just it's a, it's just really disappointing in terms of like. Other other clubs throughout Europe aren't doing it. I just don't see why. I, I understand from last season and doing the comparison of yeah. coming back and hitting, hitting the ground running and and basically there was an implosion of Rangers last season and and where our form picked up and stuff. But it just to me it just screams of like of 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 un, unnecessary risk or, in, a, in the scenario of where we are. And 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 I understand the sort of the Getting getting the lads together and and the, it's been a tough season so far and yeah. there's been ups and downs but it just to me it just screams of un- unnecessary risk of and and a loss of momentum as well from that flat it, it was different where we had where we had the, the the winter break last season where you had time to do your twelve flight twelve hour flights and plan back into it but we've moved. Well, the key thing is there, wa- there wasn't COVID then. It was certainly the very early days and it hadn't reached. Michael, there's some news breaking. Peter Lowell and Celtic have issued a video for the fans. So we will uh, get audio of that for you. We'll put it on the website as well. Leanne, where do you stand on it uh, about this situation and the, the latest position with Celtic? I would agree with Michael. I think it was it's an unnecessary risk. I mean, I've travelled during the, mm-hmm. the, the pandemic with the national team Um We've been based in Scotland as a team, and we've then had to fly abroad, and and it's not that enjoyable. You went um, to Prague, didn't uh, you? Yep. Yeah, we travelled Champions League, but also oh, with the national sorry. team talking about being in that bubble for for more than probably seven days, and it's not enjoyable. You're, you get a lot of rules that you have to follow. Um, what do you mean not enjoyable? What what's the example? It, it, it's just it's an intense environment. Mm-hmm. So even in Scotland, when we stayed in the the hotel together, you had a different entry and exit from the hotel than what you normally would masks were to be worn all the time in the hotel the only places you were not allowed to wear it was in the dining room where you were having food and apart from that there was no socialising other than outside if you wanted to go for a walk you could go and socialise outside or you would socialise when you were on the training pitch that was it you were in your room nobody was allowed near your room it was your own safe space on the bus, you were onto the bus, you had to sit in the same seat. There was two buses that travelled to training. It was really, really strict. So when you are when you think about sport and you think about it being enjoyable and about building that team dynamic, for me, I, I couldn't see how the team dynamic was really going to be built up that much in Dubai, that it was essential to travel. Because 
when I'm looking at the restrictions that we had to follow, it really wouldn't have been worthwhile other than the sunshine, the which you're only yep. getting that on the pitch, but the yep. risks in terms of travelling and flying, mm-hmm. getting to and from, sitting in a confined space, right away, like that, 13 players. One player has got it and 13 are ruled out simply because the seating plan and the aeroplane or the bus has impacted that or the yep. dining room. Um, there's so many different things. If you'd have stayed in Scotland, yes, you could still have mm-hmm. caught it, but you would have been able to control more aspects of... Travel, yeah. See, accommodation. It's, it's interesting getting a, the different side. Of it. Mm-hmm. I, I've not travelled abroad s- since yep. the impact of the the, the virus, yep. and obviously Leanne's done it a number of times with international team and with our, our club side. So, so even again, like, when you go away, like when you go away for a, a camp, should you say for seven days, there is a bit of downtime where mm-hmm. you can go yeah. with your mates and sure. go a walk and go and sit and have a coffee. Obviously, that's totally different now with, with what's going on. So. I, I can see the reason why Celtic done it, the benefits. It, it, for me, it was maybe a, a last throw of the dice mm. to say, right, we've done it last year. But I wouldn't imagine that they would have risked anything if they didn't get through even the like, right protocols the, and, and mm-hmm. procedures to to get to Dubai. I know. Even like, see the snapshot in terms of the, the poolside photos mm. and whatever, like that for us was off limits. Mm. Like you were not allowed to share hotel space with members of the public, mm. not even a bar area. No seating area. If there was a gym, you couldn't use it. If there was a swimming pool, you couldn't use it. Um, it was really, really strict, and that was SFA guidelines. Was so, it? Was it basically just eat your dinner and go to your room? Yeah, mm-hmm. you could only sit for maximum twenty minutes, and if you weren't consuming food, you had to put your face mask back on to sit and chat. And it twenty was minutes maximum. Oh, I'd there longer. <laughs> <laughs> I struggled. <laughs> I like a three-courser when I'm out with the national team. Uh, but it's, for me, yeah. it's not sure. enjoyable, but that's my personal opinion. I love meeting up with the team. I get the aspect of the team dynamic and building that yeah. camaraderie, but it's just it's great, not the same. It's great to get a different side. Because, yep. as I said, none of us have done it. I've not yep. travelled with, with a team. I've not been outside the country since the virus, so it's mm. interesting to hear what Leanne says on that. Michael, we're going to bring more to you uh, from the Peter Lobel video shortly, and um, we'll maybe call you back then and, and update you Hi, on that. No okay? And stay tuned Hi, to no us problem. and on the socials. Thanks very much. And more coming up soon. There'll be Lauren Shankland is joining us. It's Leanne Crichton, Barry Ferguson, and Paul Cooney in Glasgow's own Go Radio. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Well, you hear it here first. Uh, an apology is coming for Peter Lowell and Celtic in a moment or two. We're going to bring the audio to you, but they have come out and they've said sorry about the trip. We'll tell you in a second or two. Here's what Pat Bonner was saying this time last night on this show. We're going out there in the current climate, even though they had landed in November, things change and it's changing on a daily and a weekly basis. So from that perspective, and sometimes you have got to come out and say, listen, we've got this wrong. From a perception point of view, we got this wrong and we apologise to our fans. He doesn't have to apologise to anybody else, but to, to his fans and, and all of those people that I mentioned, we'll learn from it and we'll move on. I would like to hear that because I think that would go somewhere to maybe saying that at least now they're thinking about what they're doing. So in the last few minutes, this video, here is the audio, some of it from Celtic, from the chief executive, Peter Lowell. You know, in reflection, uh, looking back and looking with hindsight and um, looking at the outcome of of the the, the trip, clearly it was a mistake. And for that, um, I profoundly apologise to our supporters. Uh, We left here and the rationale for the camp was very much the best intentions. Things have, haven't gone the way we wanted to, and the outcome is clearly very regrettable. That's just come out, Barry. Your reaction? Well, the fans have been crying out for it. 
an apology and um, the chief executive just says it was a mistake to go and um, as I said the, the bigger man admits to a mistake and he's come out and he's done it you heard Pat Bonner speaking there that's what the, the Celtic fans and everybody we've had on the, the, the show um, over the last couple of days have been, have been asking for so they've got what they've wanted from the, the main man at Celtic The right thing Leanne isn't it to come out and to say and people We'll respect that. Yeah, I think yeah. the the pressure was was building. It's almost that little bit of respect, I think, to the the fans that, that keep them going, um, and especially during these tough times. I'm not sure that hindsight was really required to know that it was probably not the best yep. decision. Um, but they went with it. It's backfired in the face of consequences from that, and I think it will be a a lasting issue. You know, it's, it won't go away with this apology because they've got a, a number of games and they'll be without a number of players for that, uh, which has been a knock-on effect. But certainly, I, I think that'll appease the, the yeah. fans a little well, bit in, in this moment. Let's but, check with Michael, who's still on the line. Michael, uh, how do you feel then? How do you react to hearing Peter Law? It's it's not really uh, well. To be honest, I, I could I've seen it coming. I've seen him bringing out bringing out the apology and. He did make some valid points that they had travelled in bubbles to the Europa League, and they uh, so so that they travelled together and they, they knew the protocols and all the protocols that they had in place through their uh, training facilities, Lennox Town, and through travelling. They had the same in place in uh, Dubai. The you know, the thing is, it's it's. it's if it was any other scenario, then the league would probably have, have way better on our side in terms of probably would have postponed the match. I know there was the submarine games and stuff that they've said they wouldn't, but if you have 13 players who are isolating, I think they sort of knew that they got themselves themselves into that position and they couldn't really ask the SBL to do anything about it either um, because they weren't going to look favourably on it. I understand he's coming out and I understand of what he's saying and he, he, he uh, directly uh, uh, answered the questions about where Andy was on on the uh, the pundit was coming out and saying and calling it arrogance and ignorance and I did call about the the sort of the the integrity of the club in the question mm-hmm. there and stuff but at the same time we're we're sitting with a a club that a squad that's depleted that going into yeah. what is critical games and but isn't the truth Michael it was probably over anyway well. That's uh, well. You'll never know. Whatever I know, we'll never know. But yeah. the point, the the sort of thing is, you come back to, to even give ourselves a chance. We we'll play well against Rangers. To give any sort of any chance of momentum, it was out the window, and it was more of a sort of uh, same face. But it was a good performance from yeah. some of the young young players, and it was good to see the likes of Harper, and it was good to see uh, even Dumbelly getting getting a run where we haven't seen him this season, mm-hmm. and. An Oxiflex, uh, Armstrong as well. Just, but it was more of a back toe against the walls performance. And Hibs, to their credit, they played well. They played exactly how you expected uh, Hibs to play against a depleted young squad. They they tried to bully the play. They tried to yeah. they, they they enforced themselves on it. And Nesbitt's just a touch of class. And to be honest, when we're playing Livingston, mm-hmm. I can't see them playing any different any any differently. I think they're going to be attacking t- side. I think they're going to try. And, take what they can away from Celtic because they know it's a depleted squad mm. and that's a good point it's going to be the same basically same the same team yeah yep. So I actually think they'll struggle more because even looking at the young boy Harper came off after 55 minutes mm. so he had cramp yep. 
it's a lot to ask of these young players. They've mm. not had a lot of game time. How tough They've is not that had step that. up? It's a total, yeah. really tough, mm. massive step up from yep. playing twenties football or whatever you call it now, twenty ones mm. football, getting into the first team environment. You could see. I mean, he was he was running about crazy. It's his first game. You're up against Gogic yep. and all that. Yep. You know, he's wanting to go and prove yep. a point, but he, he just he ran into a brick wall. Fifty five minutes. He was he was uh, cramped up, as Leanne said. You'll know as well, Barry. Even games that you dominate the ball. Paul, you're working ever so hard so it doesn't matter that you're getting into the game favourites and you know you'll have possession that's actually at times a lot more difficult because it's waves of attack mm -hmm. yep. do you know what I mean like the way yeah. Celtic play um, I think they'll struggle to really freshen that side up and within it you've even got players like McGregor that have absolutely ran their socks off until mm -hmm. this point of the season and I just think how many seasons upon seasons can Callum McGregor keep playing but the only yeah. issue I've seen with Celtic 60 games a season phenomenal. the only yeah. issue I've seen with Celtic in, in Monday night was there was no focal point up top I think no. they had a strong enough team mm -hmm. um, yeah. through the middle of the part I mean the middle of the part the, the four guys Sorrow, Turnbull, McGregor and, and Rog mm. Rogic are all Right, yep, missing strikers wasn't it yep, it, yep. it was that focal point when you're missing an Edward or a Griffiths and even you put Cl uh, Clamalla and a Yeti into that as well so that that was only issue Celtic had it, and it's, it's tough to pin it on a young kid that's his debut he's only turned 19 he, he tried his best mm -hmm. There comes a time, you know, when it's over and maybe for that, your team, Michael, at this point, it's time to rebuild. But I know there are Celtic fans who feel the Celtic squad is still stronger than the Rangers squad. And yet Rangers are 21 points clear. Where are you in that then, Michael? What would you do if you were Peter Lowell or, or Dermot Desmond? And Peter Lowell has come out and said it, he's apologised and said it's clearly a mistake. What do you do now, Michael? really think there's much he can do it, it, he's not going to start bringing in players in January because even no. that's not that's, he's yeah. not going to start bringing in players to try and win the league and if you're if, if he's looking at it as a, as a business point of view to put that to spend that money on a short term fix it just doesn't make sense and that's that's what he's going to do just uh, from what Liam was saying is about uh, about Harper and stuff uh, about uh, Turnbull on the ball when he was mm -hmm. trying when he sometimes he was ahead of play. I think as well with Harper running sort of being a young lad coming in and trying to play that, those type of play in a team that he's not used to playing. I think that will only come over time and and that, I think a lot of that came from Turnbull on the ball wasn't finding the options because he wasn't used to that movement that maybe he would have gotten out of Griff and and uh, Ed as well. Um, but yeah, I think he needs to look forward in the next season try and either stabilise the existing squad and those players who are looking out uh, or the players who reportedly were like the likes of Bayer and, and at A&C but also that, that might open up the, uh, the chance for a Nesbitt or a, or a Shankland to come in and replace either if Morales goes or whether if Morales goes or whether Eddie goes that might mm -hmm. open up that that it's probably when they go so that's a good point Lawrence Shanklin's well, on in a few minutes yeah. Celtic fans need to know as well who's who's taking the club forward is, is yeah. Neil Lennon going to be staying and building this new squad because it is a full rebuild mm. at Celtic there's no doubt about it players will leave there's a few players on loan there's people coming to the end of their, their careers maybe i.e. Scott Brown so Neil Lennon will, will need to know um, whether he's the one to go and take him forward or they bring another manager in, who knows? How important is it, Barry, to know the manager is going to be there? So you somebody comes a, for you. Yeah. See, for next season, you need to start start identifying players now. January's a horrible window to bring players in. So whoever is taking Celtic forward needs to know um, 
he's getting that job to go and do it and the recruitment process starts now to seeing players who are maybe out of contract in the summer guys that are coming into the final year of their contract so as always says recruitment's number one at a football club and yep. even in order to recruit the now Paul if you don't have a clear vision for the club if you're a player either at the club the now that's possibly looking to renew your deal if you don't know what's happening you're not going to sign mm-hmm. and if you're a player that's looking for a move and somebody's saying he come to Celtic well who's going to be in charge next year What's the, who else, what players is going to be there nobody's going to make that decision just now so you're actually hindering yourself because you don't have that you've not clearly identified that long term plan Michael thanks very much for calling us and look after yourself Cheers. Cheers. Thanks very much. Michael calling the Celtic fan uh, as we broke that news and played some of the video. We'll bring you some more, but Peter Lowell, on behalf of Celtic to the fans, has apologised, says the uh, trip to Dubai was clearly a mistake. And uh, as Barry Ferguson said, well, you're big enough to come out and admit it, which is what Andy Walker was asking for. Pat Bonner, they were both saying it with great passion in the last couple of days. It's a passionate sport, isn't it? We love our football. And uh, I think we need a bit of tolerance around the place as well for people that are doing their best. It must be really tough. See, being politicians or running these companies, very, very difficult. That is uh, scant comfort if you're a Celtic fan, though, and you think that Celtic have thrown away the chance of 10 in a row and they've made mistakes. They've had had a tough time as well with COVID earlier on and they were affected by players on international duty. And when you think of uh, Callum McGregor, you mentioned and he came back and uh, Kieran Tierney could play for Arsenal. So in Scotland, it's even, it's been, the rules have been a bit different. So remember Kieran Tierney could play for Arsenal and Callum McGregor couldn't play for Celtic. And there's been a few warning signs there though, Paul. You know, Celtic have lost players due to the international games. Yep. Odds and Edward travelling with the French under-21s team, that would have been alarm bells anyway. So to think that just because you were travelling in your own bubble, that it was somehow going to be okay or that the risk wouldn't be increased, for me it was a strange one. But listen, we need to move on from it. I think, you know, if this is the line drawn under it from a Celtic perspective with the apology tonight, um, you know, I'm sure Celtic fans will take a bit from that. Move on, Scottish football. We'll find an extra drama to keep us going. I, th- I think it'll yeah. rumble on. You think so? <laughs> There's no doubt. Do you want Scotland. it to rumble on? No, I don't. <laughs> Not a bit of Scottish football, innit? I am kidding there. Barry has been. Well, the thing uh, is, yeah. we've got the appeal as well with St yeah. Mirren and, oh. and Kilmarnock coming that's up. Right, so that's, that's going to be interesting, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the result that comes from that. Uh, because if there's anything other than a decision that really pleases the clubs that have so far yeah. effectively been punished, there will be a bit of backlash because yeah. there's been other uh, allowances yeah. made yeah. I'm interested uh, to clubs. see what the outcome of this is tomorrow mm-hmm. I think away at the start the game should have been rearranged simple it would have stopped all this nonsense that's going on and given teams three points and taking three points off them um, it, it just sometimes where I sit back and I wonder who makes these decisions mm-hmm. I get it's an ever-changing landscape at times you know where it, everything seems to be unprecedented where we, we've never dealt with it before so you almost make a decision and then you hear 50,000 opinions in yeah. Scottish football, which you naturally will get anyway. And then they probably take a step back and go, actually, maybe that, that maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. But but that was the most simple, simplest yeah. way of doing things. Mm-hmm. No awarding teams the three points or whatever. Just go and arrange, rearrange the games. I'm sure if you spoke to both clubs, they would have been totally fine with that. So you're looking for common sense yeah. to apply tomorrow. But did we get that? Well, hopefully we will. I hope so as well. I remain optimistic. We need to hold our nerve. The vaccine's coming. We're hearing a bit more of the rolls, the rollout of the uh, vaccine and that will make a difference and then when the better weather comes. But undoubtedly, when the eye of the storm just now, keep the heat.
Yeah, Good advice, Paul. Chief Medical Officer, Paul Kenny says, keep the heat. <laughs> Heard the First Minister yesterday saying she gets yeah. pelters for everything. I thought, I love that. Good you, Scottish you like word. Good Scottish word. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, keep the heat and keep so getting pelters. Rangers have been in touch with the First Minister and with the Prime Minister today, certainly with both governments, offering Ibrox as a centre for the vaccinations. Many of the clubs have, so uh, well done to them to offer Ibrox Stadium for for that um, yeah in fact more coming in from uh, Peter Oliver that is good news isn't it the clubs and football helping with yeah, these massive I, I'm sure areas. all the clubs with the, the facilities will, will offer their, their stadiums so we can get this vaccine out as, as quickly as possible so I, I'm not surprised that um, Rangers have done it and I, I won't be surprised if, if other clubs follow here's a wee bit more from Peter Lowell and for our supporters and our community we really got to stick together we've got to be united and we've got to face these challenges together. We've got to keep fighting, and we will keep fighting uh, over the coming months and put the club in a position that we can maximise the potential and take this magnificent football club as far as we possibly can. And on why? If you look back over the last four years, going to the camp in Dubai has been extremely successful. And the decisions we made are entirely for the best interests of the team in the best interests of the club. And what we plan to do is take them to these facilities again, which are world-class, after a very, very hectic programme in November and December, which has in the past proven to be a great benefit in terms of performance after January, to take them there, to give them the training, and come back and, and, and get to that performance level again. So that was the rationale. And on the club values? I do understand how people people are questioning the decision to go. I mean, this club operates in the values and standards that we have in terms of integrity, respect and humility are there. These traditions and values and standards the clubs have been developed over the years and we haven't compromised in this. And again, looking at the pandemic, I think it's fair to say that we've done an awful lot as a club and the attitude that we have to it, I think, has been responsible in terms of a record, in terms of how we've been protecting our, our people. So I think it's unfair. And I'd like to reassure our supporters that the club that they believe they have is here. We have made a mistake, you know, and we apologise for that. But the club that they that they would like to have and have had is here. Peter Lowell speaking in the last hour there in a video out to Celtic fans and to everyone. 0808 17 17 700. What do you think? Celtic drawing 1-1 with Hibs the other night. 21 points in it. Uh, can they possibly come back against Rangers? What about Rangers and the success at Ibrox? Scott Wright, as he is in the sights for Rangers. Rangers fans, what do you think? And um, We'll hear from Barry and Leanne in a moment or two. And also the man who brought a smile to everyone, apart from St. Johnson fans, last night, Lauren Shanklin is going to join us on Go Radio in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show. Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Paul Cooney here with Leanne Crichton of Glasgow City and Scotland and Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers and Scotland star, captain. And uh, on the line now, it's the man of the moment, Lawrence Shanklin. Lawrence, did you like hearing all the, the Glasgow's? Do you feel a wee bit homesick when you hear all these uh, places here in Glasgow? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I travel there. It's, it's close to home, but 
great Lawrence it was great to see you this morning we were talking about you in Go Radio I was just saying to Leanne and Barry switched on BBC nationally and there was the goal and they were speaking about you what a goal last night Barry isn't it great to have Lawrence on the programme yep great I, I was just saying if, if that was a, a top English Premier League player it would have been on every single minute of the day um, I've seen it a few times what a strike um, was it lucky did you mean it I definitely was lucky either. <laughs> but um, I, I definitely did mean it as well. It was it was one of the ones I didn't really think too much about it. It just sat for me and I was like, I just caught it flush, haven't you? You've caught it flush there. That was I was I couldn't caught it any better to be honest and when I kicked it I knew I had a chance, so just happy to see you going. Barry, did you ever score one from that distance? I couldn't kick a ball that length. Oh, you could. Yeah. <laughs> he was too busy passing it sideways, Paul. Uh, oh, Lawrence, you're not having <laughs> that many bad you score. <laughs> the looks what? I've just got across the desk. Lawrence Shanklin, will you defend Barry Ferguson? <laughs> nah, I asked him pass forward a few times. <laughs> I'm only noising him up I know you are. How you doing? have scored a few more goals this season. I've always playing behind you. Don't you worry. Nah, I agree. How Lawrence, how tough has it been this year for you? A couple of injuries and stuff, and you've you've not quite hit the amount of goals that you normally would do. Um, how's the season been? It wasn't a great start, obviously the injury, but um, I managed to get myself going after that. And obviously, I'm only sitting on four goals. I'd like a lot more, but my um, overall games been improving as the weeks have been on. So um, my performances are starting to pick up. And I'm confident if I keep that going, then the goals will come again. And you said it was a special goal for a special gaffer. Tell us about Mickey Mellon. Aye, um, he's obviously been he's been good for us coming in. We've, obviously, we've just been promoted as well, so people are done the United as a club. I always looked at top six, but we have just come up last year, so it's took us a wee bit, of, wee bit of getting used to. It, I think and, and it's a different league, obviously, but we've done pretty well. We're sitting sitting well on the table, and we've just got to build on that. It was a big point and a point you really needed in St. Johnson. Also, uh, both sides looking. It's the derby as well. We maybe don't realise here, I realise there were no fans there, but there's a good rivalry between the two. <laughs> it wasn't very fierce last night, right enough. Uh, the game was a bit of a battle in general, but obviously when he crowd, it yeah. doesn't really add to it. But um, it was, it was a, an alright game, it wasn't great, but I'd always probably have a fair result. Mm-hmm. And Hamilton this weekend, and you, know, you would hope a chance to uh, get some more points. And goals. Aye, last time, last time we went down there, we, we played down, we, we got a point, we lost a late goal for a, a set play, so that was disappointing. Um, I managed to score as well, so hopefully another man or two to come and hopefully we can get three points. Hamilton, your hometown team as well, Barry. Um, they, they surprise people a lot of time, that'd be a good game at the weekend. Yeah, they're, they're always everybody's team to, um, to go down, yep. um, but they always bring up uh, surprise results, and it's, uh, listen, um, they're one of the teams where you, you never know what you're going to get for Hamilton. One week they get a great result, next week they can go on a run of two or three games and have poor results. Um, but it's always, look, Brian Rice, I've got a lot of time for him. He always sets his, his teams up really well. And I like the way he goes about his business. He, they, they try to get the ball down and, and play good football. And everyone's been speaking, Lawrence, uh, quite rightly about Jim McLean way before your time. But what's it been like the last couple of weeks, the tributes to the man who really built up Dundee United, took them to the UEFA Cup final, to the title... Uh, to so many cup finals what's it been like? Well, when you come in the club you're, you're quick to learn what you've done what you done for the football club and obviously all the tributes outside Canadice and you know, that the, the fans have put up is obviously sad time for the family and that you know passed on Monday and there was a good a good crowd there socially distanced obviously he, he clapped him on his way past but um, 
Then for say he had on the club as huge and everybody obviously was it was before their time, but as I said, you're quick to learn what he done for the football club when you come in. And you had uh, special shirts on last night, I believe, as well before the match. I for the warm up um, with the with the t shirts on and obviously a minute of pause um, as a wee tribute to, to him and his family. So mm. it was nice. There was a player, Paul uh, Sturrock was an amazing striker and you'll have heard of him, Leanne and Barry and when you watch uh, Lauren Shanklin th- th- there are traces there of uh, Sturrock who obviously went on to manage so, so many clubs Paul Sturrock was uh, a really special Scottish internationalist We're speaking about your future we're not going to go into it you're obviously very much Dundee United but today Blackpool are reported and uh, to be interested Barry's saying we'd love to see you stay in Scotland that's a new van coming in. Um, nah, obviously I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. We're, we're back in the Premier League. That's where I wanted to be after my first season, and we managed to gain promotion. And as I said, we're, we're sitting well on the table, so things are going well. If we can turn a few draws into wins, and we'll be sitting in a good place. Lon, so obviously big summer ahead. Trying to get into the the Euro squad. Are you confident you can get there? That's it. It's obviously the back of my mind. It's uh, what towards, but um, I've just been concentrating on getting my form back to as good as I can and. Hopefully goals will run after that and then they kind of things take care of themselves when they come. But if I can get myself in playing as well as I can and scoring goals, then I'm always in my chance. You said a, a second ago, Lawrence, that's a, a new one. I take it there's a, a new club every week that you're linked with. <laughs> no, to be honest, there's no. <laughs> Usually in transfer windows there is, but when you're no scoring, nobody's interested. So. <laughs> <laughs> you I've enjoyed this one. You, you actually do. Any time I've heard you speak, you, you kind of take it in your stride because almost for the last probably three or four seasons of your career, you've been linked with moves, whether it's been going up the divisions in Scotland or linked with a move away. Do you just try and not let it get to you and, and just get the head down and work? You can't control that. It's, it's all with your what you can control. I can I can do is control what I do on the pitch, and I just as long as I'm good at them putting in performances and scoring goals, then I'll be happy. And whatever happens, happens. How tough is it just now, Lawrence? Obviously, there's so much uh, chat. You know that Peter Law has just apologised, saying it was a mistake going to Dubai. We're not trying to drink, draw you into that. What's it like for players just now? Leanne shared a few moments ago. She's been away with Scotland Women's, and how tough it is in a bubble. What's a day like for you as a top player in Scotland? What's your routine? Obviously, you're you're trying to get yourself away from society as much as you can and kind of keep close it. But there does come times where you're, you need to. It's like, for example, me and my missus are up here with a kid, and we need to go shopping. You need to get things, and you could pick it up there. So, I think to pinpoint it on football clubs and football players that are only behaving right, it's it's a virus you can pick up anywhere. And, just trying to be as safe as you can and, and hope that you and your family stay stay safe really see that, that, that's that's something that a lot of people don't understand that, that Lawrence are just saying there that they've got wives they've got kids that maybe work and they, they've got to go to supermarkets they've yeah. got to go and do the, the normal things during the day so it, it's tough it's tough for footballers they're they're only human at the end of the day and people have got to remember that. What's your training day and stuff like, Lawrence, in, in terms of being on the pitch and, and all a lot of clubs, even like team meetings and, and whatever have, have had to be changed and either remotely or over Zoom or outdoors, that sort of thing, has been quite an impact at uh, Dundee United? Uh, luckily, through St Andrews, we've got like, obviously the, the big gym complex. We we can use that. It's been kind of shut off a part of it for us and you can have like socially distanced meeting in the big gym, you just mm-hmm. spread it out and things like that. But it has changed a bit. But to be honest, the, the club have done well to keep it as normal as possible and obviously there is the wee restrictions in there, but it's actually been quite good. Good training facilities. It's a great point Lawrence makes though, because you know, th- he's got a wife, he's got a child, um, and you've got to be part of society. You're trying to stay away from everyone. 
but you still have to live. Yeah, the, the footballers are they're no robots. Yeah, I, I know they're in bubbles when they go to clubs, but they've got to understand people. have got to understand they've got home lives as well. They're, they're normal people that go home and they've got partners or wives or, or girlfriends, whatever, and, and kids will go to nurseries and, and schools or whatever. So people uh, need to remember that they're, they're too quickly, too quick, sorry, for me to judge them. Lawrence, give us an insight. What are you, what are you watching in the box? Are there any, anything you can tell us that you're really enjoying? Barry don't was telling tell, us. Don't no, tell, I tell him, him before. That. Can we? Right, Barry is watching what, the new <laughs> power. What is it? Ghost. No, yeah? Ghost. No, I've watched I, Ghost. I I'm not going to bring Lawrence it up. Lawrence has got a new baby. I don't yeah. know if you've got time to be watching box sets, have you? No. The wee one's I've quite young. I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen the pillows up until now, but nah, as you said, the wee one's only twelve weeks so She's taking up most of my time. I maybe get early to watch something at night, but uh, I'm not watching much. That, that's fantastic. Did you speak to Xander Clark after it? Did he say anything to you about the goal? I never actually did. I don't know if he disappeared avoiding me, but um, <laughs> you never saw the ball either, did you? Really? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just a quick one, Lawrence. Yeah. How are you feeling? What? No, I know Mickey Mellon pretty well. Obviously, um, I got to know him. But he lived beside me when I was I was down at Blackburn, and I've kept in contact with him. And mm-hmm. he's obviously done real really good jobs at the clubs he's been um, down in England. At, and I was delighted when he got the opportunity to come up here. How, how's it been working under him? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, it's been good. Obviously, we, we, the start of the season, we were we were leading goals to to say the least, and we kind of had to address that. And to be honest, we have the, the amount of goals I can see has dropped for the start, and it was kind of just finding a system we can build on for there. And it's kind of took us a wee bit of time, but we're starting to see to see it paying off now. And we're getting more attacking in the team, and we're finding that balance. So, as I said before, if we can turn a few draws into wins, then it's a whole different ball game, and I think we'll be sitting well. Mm. It's great to hear him no loss his accent and he's is been it? down England since he's fifteen and he's come out. I love listening to yeah. hey, Mickey. Oh, that's unreal. Ah, he's brilliant. It hasn't changed. <laughs> Lawrence, we're listening. We really appreciate it. You were the, the baby was on the way when you were last on with Si and Barry and myself. So it's great to hear you on. Top six and uh let's hope uh, you continue to be there and have a great season back in the premiership. And for Scotland, we hope you're there this coming summer and we just hope that can happen down at Wembley. How special would that be to be in the squad for the Euros? Obviously, it's, it's such a big achievement if you could be a part of that. But as I said, I'll concentrate on my, my cup form and that will take care of itself. And fingers crossed, when the squad's getting picked, I'm in the best form I can be. Lawrence, your manager said it was a ridiculous wonder goal and a, tri- a fitting tribute to Jim McLean. That's something that will always be there that he's he's given to the club no, last night. As I said that, when um, obviously the goal went in last night, I watched that a few times with, with the two boys and it, we were just laughing. Hmm. But the three is how, how good a goal it was and you've got to be proud. I mean, I'm not saying that yeah. in a funny way. It was, no. a, it was a ridiculous finish, let's be honest with you. And I said that, if that's, scored, if that's been scored at any other league it's shown everywhere I'll be expecting that to be getting rolled out for at least six months on Sky Sports I'd look at six years I'll be (laughs) 20 Uh, Lawrence you and your wife at the new Posh and Becks (laughs) alright Lawrence thanks very much for joining us great to hear you thanks for having us on cheers Cheers. Cheers. he's fantastic isn't he He's yeah, great. Yeah. I, I love as I, I said before, he's done it the hard way. He's had the disappointment when he's been younger, let go for a Premier League team. And I love to see somebody who drops a few levels and he goes and he does the hard graft and he's went and scored goals at all levels. And it's great to see that he's doing it at Premier League. And look, 
if you'd asked him three or four years ago, would they think he would have been a Scottish internationalist? He'd have probably thought he says you were you were crazy. So I love seeing things like that, and that he's a he's a great example for yes, a lot of footballers. Yep. If it doesn't work out um, at your first club, um, go and obviously work hard, and and you'll maybe through hard work get yourself back up to the level that he's got at now Barry's also a columnist in the record and I see that Gavin Berry gave him 7 points surely a wee bit more 7 out of 10 we didn't see the whole match but uh, <laughs> for that goal give him 10 Gavin yeah. I, I used to look for my marks every week on <laughs> every Monday they always say <laughs> they don't watch I, I don't care listen what footballers say okay. they, they look on a Monday morning and check him you would need to look because that's right. are you up for the next hour because that's the first Absolutely. hour up okay. Absolutely. it's Leanne Crichton Barry Ferguson and Paul Cooney after the news Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. Thanks for making the switch to the Go Radio Football Show on from five every evening, Monday to Friday, and more news coming for the big weekend shows coming very, very soon. And a big show starting this weekend on Sunday. Uh, the billboards are up around Glasgow and the west of Scotland. It's the Go Radio Business Show with Hunter and Hockey. Yep, it starts on Sunday at 11am. Donald Martin, editor-in-chief of The Herald, he'll be hosting the Go Radio Business Show as two of Scotland's most inspirational leaders, Sir Tom Hunter and Lord Willie Hockey, look to inspire, inform and entertain with insight, advice and guidance. It's going to be amazing. This week's special guest will be Stuart Patrick, Chief Executive of the Glasgow Chamber of Commerce. It's going to be special, isn't it, Barry? You have to change the listening on a Sunday morning because the two of them are hilarious as well. Yeah, I'll be tuning in to um, see how they they were, well, really successful businessmen and still are. Uh, so no I'll be tuning in to listen to that it'll be a good listen both of them so passionate about Glasgow and Scotland and giving back as they do in so many ways they're really really special thing. people a lot of people yeah. don't see that the, the amount of charity work that, that both um, both of them do is absolutely fantastic I like the title Hunter and Hockey yeah, oh, it's Sounds catchy. Uh-huh. Catchy. Are we ring to it? Ferguson and Ferry as well. Crichton and Cooney. That bromance is blossoming oh, as it is. Crichton and Cooney. What else can we get? <laughs> McLean and. <laughs> Is it a McGregor or something? We'll come up with something there. Nah, he's yeah, he's had it. <laughs> Patched. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. Uh, tune in. There'll be the podcast as well. And thanks to everyone who's uh, on the podcast here. I'm the just numbers. trying to think. Yeah. One for oh, yeah, Rob. A few more of one for Rob. Oh, we'll have many. Yeah, we'll At the end of the show, we'll get one for him. Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, Rob will be back with us soon. Take care, Rob. 0808 17 17 700. There's messages coming in on the socials as well. I'll bring them to you in a second or two. And uh, Leanne, we haven't asked you how you feel about... I can imagine how you feel, it's, uh, but we understand it. So all football, professional football, under the championship is off for at least, well, three weeks. Yeah, it's disappointing, Paul. Um but to be honest, I'm not surprised that it's it's come to this decision. Just the the way things were escalating over the, the last couple of weeks, um, there was a bit of concern within our league, and I know that much. Um, I think when the numbers came out last week in the EFL after they tested 
all the clubs down there uh, and enforced the testing, alarm bells were ringing because I thought if, if that's the numbers that they're getting with testing and we don't have it up here from that level down, I, I did think that, that, you know, that would possibly be where it was heading and the decision's been made, it is what it is. I'm hoping, it was, you mentioned it earlier, there's a bit of hope and optimism with the vaccine. I think if we give it three, four, five weeks, um, we'll be in a better place. You know, it's a horrible time of year. The weather's rubbish. <laughs> the parks are terrible. Yeah. Um, people are feeling not that great anyway. You know, and it's tough to, to put people into that environment, especially the girls in our league that have got other jobs as well, like myself. Um, football's mm-hmm. probably the only place that you, you would actually be putting yourself at, at greater risk. You know, as, as bizarre as that sounds, even in your bubble, but you're putting, you know, 22 players together on a, a pitch that nobody's been tested. Nobody knows if they've... Um, if they're asymptomatic or not and it's not about us in, in terms of our health because I know our chances of you know picking up the virus and being yeah. okay but a lot of us you know deal with vulnerable family members we go back to other members of our family that have got um, you know other vulnerable yep. aspects there as well and it's that's not fair you know if you've got testing and you know who's got it and you can remove them from that environment and keep it as safe as possible then great but if you don't have that just now it's Have you had many impossible. cases at the club? We've had one player just over, which is is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about that the, the yeah. other night. We we're the same. We've had two over a, a five and a half month period. Um, as I said, we we've done. I can only give our club credit the way they've they've handled the, the the situation in terms of making sure everything's done properly. And I'm sure everybody at, at part time levels done the same. But listen, see at the end of the day, health is number one. There, there's no doubt about that. Nathan's been on Nathan Irwin saying great listen again enjoying the show looking forward to the last hour I love Barry Ferguson saying I don't care what they say players always see when they've got 10 out of 10 they're always looking to see uh, you know players yeah, if you listen to a player ah, yeah. I don't read newspapers or I don't watch interviews <laughs> it, it's nonsense I, uh, I mean I can only talk with the, all the, the teams that I played and yeah. I, I tell you one thing Monday morning when you went up for your breakfast everybody had the papers open Is that- they always yep. did. Yeah. Soon as Strachan, they would always be like, oh, we don't listen to the radio, they would tell us. And then they could tell me everyone. <laughs> if I got a four out of ten or a five out of ten, I wouldn't speak to the journalist. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yep. But it didn't happen too often, probably, in his case. I suppose, Leanne, yeah. Believe me. Did it? Yeah. Yep. Okay. No, I, can, I mean, even now, you know, players, if they play well, if you don't, you... You, you see know, stuff in, in social media, you know, and you hear things and there's reports and it's it's really difficult to yep. avoid it now. But it's, back then, I mean, it was probably more common that, that players were even buying newspapers mm-hmm. back then and you in would check it out. And, and it, one newspaper circulating around the dressing room, of course people would want to know. Uh, yep. Social media wasn't back, uh, sorry, big yep. back in the day when, when I played. It was, as you said, the old newspapers. Yep. Uh, there was four or five newspapers there and everybody read them and... That's the first thing I've done was every it, Monday morning. Was it the Rangers News? <laughs> <laughs> Remember those? The Rangers News no, and the Celtic News? I got the yeah. Rangers News Did and you? I would get a 4 out of 10 in the, the record of the sun. Oh, wait, wait, 17, 17, 700. I want to ask you about Scott Wright in a moment or two, but John is on the line from the Tartan Army podcast. John, good evening. Evening, guys. Hope you're well. Yeah, good. Hi, you John. okay? Yeah, yeah, well here. Um, Good. Just trying to get through the best, uh, the worst of this period just now. Yeah, well, um, we all are, and uh, we're in it together. And John, you, I've got a question for Leanne. I think. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if I'm going to be um, ruffling the wrong feathers here when I suggest this, but um, Scotland are obviously looking for a new manager, and the one that springs straight to mind is uh, Scott Booth, who happens to be 
Leanne's club manager just now. I know that would be um, a disappointment from a club perspective. The way I look at it is, and again, Leanne's going to probably uh, unfollow me on Twitter when I say this, but <laughs> how much further can he take um, Glasgow? He's achieved everything and everything um, with that club. Um, and maybe international scene will be the next uh, natural step up for him, I think. Yeah, I think he's he's done really, really well at Glasgow City. I think over the last number of years, as every other year, it's a bit of a rebuilding job in terms of the players that we lose and the way the game's been kind of changing as drastically as it has in Scotland with players leaving Scotland and the job changing with recruiting a lot more players from overseas and... Um, He's done incredible. You know, last year probably was icing on the cake, and I think if you knew the the year that was coming up, you know, Scott probably would have, you know, a lot of us would have been happy to end their careers last season just because we had achieved so much and and probably unexpectedly, you know, in terms of the Champions League. But naturally, I think Scott will be linked with the the Scotland job. You know, there'd be no reason why not because. That's would be a natural progression within the game. If it's the men's game, that's how we narrow the candidates down. Um, I think there'll be a lot more interest, right enough, than than even just Scottish-based coaches. You know, I think it will be an attractive job for a lot of coaches, and I would expect people to be to be asking the question um, whether the wages that we pay in Scotland would be enough for you know to attract a, a top-end coach. I, I don't really know, but certainly, um, you know, I wouldn't object to Scott having a pop at it because you know I think he's worked ever so hard and What's his style as manager? We knew him as a player at Aberdeen and uh... He's a good man manager to be honest yeah. um, I think he's probably had to transition a lot from being the player that he was in, in his day to then becoming what a lot more it's like powerpoints and computerised and stats and analysis and that wasn't his side of the game when he played the game so he's probably had to learn a lot but I think he's learned a lot in the women's game as well just because it is different to the men's side so he's evolved I think as a person from the time that he's been in it so I respect that aspect um, of him as a coach and I got on really really well with him you know his door's always open I think you can go and speak to him if there's any issues um, he's a chilled out guy you know he understands the, the current situation as well and he's understanding that if people have got any fears or concerns, you know, you can go and speak to me, but he would never put you under pressure. And um, he, he does really well. The foreign players that have came over, you know, he, he, he makes a point of making them feel welcome at the club. And that aspect of it's really good. He's been fortunate in the sense at Glasgow City for a number of years. He's had a lot of senior players and the clubs ran as well as it is. So he, he's had a lot of support with that. Um, but no, he's a good guy and certainly he, he would be one that, you know, I wouldn't, certainly wouldn't object to him. Getting the, the Scotland job. Barry, it's a big job following Shelley Kerr at Scotland. And when things get back to whatever the new normal will be, um, a lot of people might want that job. Yeah, I've got to agree with Leanne. I think it's a job that a lot of um, coaches mm-hmm. will look at it and think it's got huge potential. You've seen what, what Shelley done a couple of years ago. They, they got to the major championship and look, it was disappointing. Um, this this last campaign but I think it's an attractive job and I'm sure there'll be a lot of candidates putting their name forward to, to try and get it There's different aspects of it for me that, that probably needs to be dealt with in the sense that I think the, the job itself is far too big for one person is because it? actually yeah. you're, you're almost asked to oversee the, the full women's and girls mm-hmm. programme which I know the SFA are recruiting just now for a head of women's and girls which they never replaced Donald Gillis when he left uh, the job 18 months ago which I think has had a, had a huge impact in the women's game and the girls game in Scotland because there's, there's not been anybody really paying that amount of attention to it it's been a tough year a lot of the youth football stopped but 
they need to knuckle that down because if you really want to attract a top end coach or you really want the girls at the top end of the game to get the best possible chance to qualify you need to have one person that can actually drive all their energy into the, the team you know and I, I think we've been lacking that for a long time the team that we've got is incredibly talented and to think that we're now not going to the Euros is a huge blow it's a failure you know, and that for us is a disappointment as a squad. But I know the players are hungry and determined. And to be honest, I look at that job with excitement. I think for anybody that would be lucky enough to get it, um, you're landing yourself a top, top job with top pros. John, thanks very much for calling. We can hear the wee one in the background. You're you're looking after the wee one this evening. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a bit of my shift. Um, to be fair, my wife was um, watching the wee one and homeschool mother one whilst I was back at work, so oh. it's only fair I do my shift. Good. How's the homeschooling going? You better ask the wife. It's my turn tomorrow because I've got a day off tomorrow, so I'll All give right, you an answer. Outdoor week. activities <laughs> for that then, Johnny. John, thanks very much for calling Go Radio on the day when in the last hour, you see it on Sky as well, see Peter Lowell there. I don't know if you saw him on the telly. Yep. Um, under pressure from everyone asking for an apology and that's what he's issued in the last hour. You know, in reflection, uh, looking back and looking with hindsight and um, looking at the outcome of, of the, the, the trip, clearly it was a mistake. And for that, um, I profoundly apologise to our supporters. Uh, we left here and the rationale for the camp was the, the very much the best intentions. Things have, haven't gone the way we wanted to and the outcome is clearly very regrettable. And for our supporters and our community, we really got to stick together. We've got to be united and we've got to face these challenges together. We've got to keep fighting and we will keep fighting uh, over the coming months and put the club in a position that we can maximise the potential and take this magnificent football club as far as we possibly can. So that's Peter Lowell. That's the headline tonight on the news and here on the football programme. We're on till 7, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. So Aberdeen in action tonight at Livy. I'm going to talk about Scott Wright. What do you think of Scott Wright? He is going. Uh, will it be a pre-contract with Rangers? Or, or, and will he go in January? Well, in terms of Scott Wright, he, he is a player that, when I have seen him, he certainly impressed me. Um, he's 23 years old. He's he's got something about him, and I can see the reasons why the, the managers um, put forward a note of interest. Um, whether they can go and do a deal just now, I think it may be possible because they can do something with, with Ross McCrory because Aberdeen are, are due to pay, pay a, a transfer fee in the summer for him. So I, I'm sure. Uh, I think Derek would, would feel the same if it looks if like he's going to leave in the summer so it's best if there is a note of interest that he does leave just now it's similar to what happened with Eamon Brophy yeah. at Kilmarnock um, but I can see the reasons as I said why mm-hmm. Stephen Gerrard's interested in him he is a player that can certainly in the final third cause damage to teams Aberdeen really need money. Dave Cormack's made no secret of that. He said that there's you know very little money coming in, so that that could point to an early uh, move for the player. Possibly, and I even look at the the position that Aberdeen are in. They're probably at this stage favourites to get that third spot. You're is it unrealistic to say that they could achieve second? You know. Really, what is the second half of the season looking like? So even if, if you dropped a, a player in terms of numbers and you could get a bit of money um, you know, against the books and, and balance it a bit, it, that might be a more attractive outlook you know, than hanging on to a player for another four five months. It's not really going to make a huge amount of difference to the outcome of your season. Um, 
but I don't know. I I think he could be a big player for them all the same. And you know, if it's Aberdeen really want to please, you know, their fans demand a lot as well. Mm. And I think they wouldn't expect, you know, just them to fizzle out in the second half of the season. I think they'll be expecting but you know, he certainly a strong got, finish. He certainly mm. got potential. There's no doubt. But there's a massive difference even for Aberdeen to Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yep. The the demands and the expectations put on you. Is he a player that I think can handle it? it you won't, you won't know until he actually goes there But I can see the reasons why Rangers have, have shown interest in him As I said, he's he's certainly in the final third He, he can cause trouble for teams he, He's got good ability um, He's got good legs And that's what, what Rangers are all about in the, the final third It's certainly the, the front three when when he plays his, his front three the, the way that Rangers play I think he's the type of player that will suit, mm-hmm. suit Rangers So look, I think it would be Every Every signing's a gamble, but yeah. I think it would be a gamble worth taking. Do you think he would get much game time if he moved to Rangers just now? Because that would be tough for him as well. It, it would be he'd... tough, but then it's a, a bedding-in period for him mm. to get in and know his surroundings, get to know his teammates, and then get to actually see what it's like to, to play with a club yeah. of the size of Rangers. Uh, and then next season, he'll get a, a full pre-season, and then you'll see if, mm-hmm. he, can, if he can break into that team. Um, he, he's simple, I'm not going to say he's in the same level as Ryan Kent but he's pretty similar the way the, the play can go on the left side the right side he's, he's got um, as I said he's got good ability so no look I, I've, I'm not surprised that Rangers have shown interest in him and I wouldn't be surprised if they, they come to some sort of agreement uh, during this window and for January, you said that's the. It's a huge month for Rangers. The twenty-one points clear. Um, can anyone catch them? It's unlikely. But Motherwell this weekend. How big a match it's for a, Rangers? Do you see any slip up? No, I don't. But it's a potential banana skin again. It's one of the ones where you've got to go in fully focused, and I think that's the key to Rangers this season. Mm-hmm. Um, they've took. It's the old saying: take one game at a time. But th- that's been clear from day one. That's been the attitude and you've got to continue that attitude and look, it's going to be a tough game. I know myself going to Fur Park, it's never easy. Mm-hmm. Um but What's the thing? What's it like at playing at Fur Park? Been there lots well, of times, but yeah. Well, first and foremost it's on a slight slope and the pitch was never great. But I've got to say the last couple of years Fur Park's one of the been best great. surfaces yeah. um in Scotland. Have uh, we so, played there with the national team? The pitch has been yep. unreal for the so last number suit, of years. That'll suit Rangers. Um, but I, again you've got to get in with the, the, the type of attitude it's a, it's a must win game for Rangers they've got to keep the pressure on Celtic they've got to keep the same levels of, levels and standards of, of what they've they've done um, from the start of pre-season and if they do that they'll get the three points for me Leanne there's been so much noise about what's gone wrong at Celtic but what's gone right at Rangers there's so much uh, they've been flawless really yeah. you know bar a couple of results and a couple of performances um, but I actually think they've, they've come through that patch now of potential banana skins I almost look at, when you looked at the fixture list for a while I actually think um, they had a tough festive yeah. period mm-hmm. of games and you know that was the big stumbling block last year to, to bounce back. So possibly Motherwell, this one is the biggest challenge of this block. But I, I, I think the way Motherwell have been performing, you know, they've, they've not been great. They've got a new manager. Um, they lost again. You know, a goal that cost them at, at the weekend. I don't see it being an issue for Rangers if I'm being perfectly honest. We're back with more from Leanne and from Barry. Uh, what about this one, um, Defoe? Defoy, Ali Defoy, and Darren O'Dee who've been on the programme. That's a double act, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And wait, wait, have we got one for for Rob now? We have. McLean got? and Moore. 
Craig Moore. I only think Big Oz will be happy with that, but <laughs> he's chuffed with Ferguson and Ferry. There's no separating them. Oh, it's good as Creighton no. and Cooney, though. No, that, 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 honestly, <laughs> there's a buzz about it. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Every morning, Crofty and Grado from six in the morning. Leanne, are you an early writer? I normally am but see this weather just depresses me Paul so I'm having an extra hour in my bed these days because there's nothing to get up for quite right I know <laughs> the darkest of days Grado but, yeah. he's, he's some man Grado uh, I enjoy it yes. I like the clips that go up later on in the day no, I normally catch up on that or my mum lets me know what's, what's he, been he's just as bad as Leanne he's everywhere Grado <laughs> I know everywhere. he's on the hug mini show as well wasn't he his tin flute was, was smart yeah, I liked that did you see him on the ghost socials where he's saying please don't stop us getting the carrier <laughs> and he's told all the different things that he likes at the socials have go to the Go Radio site and uh, you'll see Credo and you'll hear him tomorrow morning with Crofty the, the advert McGee's I like that one indeed yep. yep okay 08 08 17 17 700 we enjoyed them on Monday that, uh, the birthday cake for Cy was a bit special wasn't it it was it was lovely um, I expect <laughs> the same my birthday's in the 2nd of February so I expect a bit of cake as well from McGee's you don't get this at the British Broadcasting <laughs> Company do you actually Leanne we'll get down to the football where it is hotting up and Peter Lawwell has come out in the last hour as we mentioned and he has apologised saying yep it was a mistake to go to Dubai but he has come forward and uh, as you said he was man enough he, he stood up or yeah and look a lot of the pundits have been crying out for it a lot of the fans yep. have been crying out for it and um, Peter Lawwell's come out in the last hour and he's apologised and, and admitted that, that Celtic were wrong to go to Dubai so people have got what they've wanted 22 points in it at the top it's all but over Leanne when do you think it will be called I guess it's the day that it's mathematically impossible for Celtic to catch Rangers and we'll need to work that out that's when Barry will call it anyways when it's mathematically but no listen I think if Rangers can get through this next probably four or five weeks Mm. um, I think that will be a huge telling point on the season Um, I'm not exactly sure in, in terms of Celtic's fixtures when they play the a couple of the, the catch-up games, yep. but that's huge, you know, because if you deduct the nine points right away, assuming that they'll, they'll win those games in hand, um, they need to go and deliver that, you know, so that, that'll be huge. But they've got Livy next, they've got them this weekend and next week, the rearranged... It's a double header. Yeah, that's right, yep. yeah. And, and, and that'll be tough, what? yeah. Just about to say, you took the words out of my mouth. Livingston um, on an unbelievable run, and they'll be they'll, they'll go to Celtic Park full of confidence. Um, they would have watched, obviously, the game in, in Monday night, and I think it will be practically the same personnel mm-hmm. that's going to play for Celtic. Um, but in terms of Rangers, I always says January is always a big month, and they had three tough away games. Uh, Sangmi's in between Ross County at home, and the one down with Aberdeen always hard to go up there and get the three points. Mm-hmm. They've got Motherwell at Fur Park and they've also got Hibs away at Easter Road. So I think if we do come through this January period um, with full points, look, what a position to be in. I mean, if you'd say to me at the start of the season, this was the position they would go to begin, I would, I'd say you were you were crazy. But full credit to them. They've been, as I said, they've been so consistent. Yeah. And the good thing about them, when they've not been playing at the levels um, what we've all became used to, they've found a way to get the win which is important and that's a sign of a real good team for me. It really has almost been role, role reversal from last year because it got to this point last year when you watched Rangers' performance and you kind of thought there's actually games that you just couldn't see them winning 
Mm-hmm. You know, whereas Celtic were unstoppable. Um, and it's almost the same even when you look at this double header for, for Celtic against Livingston. You, you, I struggle to see just now that they would get full points. And a lot of that's down to Livingston and the way they're performing. Mm-hmm. That huge credit has to go to them. And I think they'll approach the, the games fearless because they've, they've almost got nothing to lose because their form's been so good that they're never expected to take points from the old firm. That's not the games that defines their season. So, um it's just football's a funny old world how quickly things can change Josh Mullen was on with uh, Rob last night and uh, you know he was talking about the, the David Martindale effect which has been phenomenal so Livy playing Aberdeen tonight yeah, yeah and a lot of people were surprised that he got the job but he's, he's proven a lot of people wrong yeah. and do you know what I, I, again he's somebody that I enjoy watching his interviews he, he's passionate you can see and that that comes out that comes through his team as well the way that they play and a lot of them's made that they're physical they're long ball but I don't know if Leanne agrees with me they've got some really good footballers as well uh, they can play good stuff at times Livingston yeah I totally that's been a myth I think with mm-hmm. the Livingston for a number of seasons yep. because, and I think a lot of that's because of the pitch and, and the way that they defend and the types of players that they've got but for season upon season even on the surface that they play on they knock the ball about yeah. they, they're a decent team um, they surprised me actually this season how poor they were in the, spe- the, the run of form that they went on um, I was at you know a couple of their home games and looking at the way that they performed they, they never looked themselves whatever was going on mm. during that period defensively they were all over the shop they were conceding goals it was just not in their identity at all um, but they've turned a corner and credit to them and what they've got is a group of players there that are just oh, they love football mm-hmm. you know that way like you can see it in the way they perform and it probably does come from the manager, like the manager but I was at Rugby Park when they scored that late goal and Robinson lobbed the goalie and every single player ran to the dugout like it, yeah, meant, like it meant it yep. meant so much to them you know, there was never, yep. and you love that because mm-hmm. you can you feel that passion even watching their games and hearing the post-match interviews you feel that passion and um, credit to them You know, can I just say brilliant. one thing yeah. about David Martindale I know his hearing's been been um, I do honestly hope he's given the chance. I think he I, I know he's made mistakes, and but do you know what? Everybody deserves a, a second chance for me. And do you know what? It's it's refreshing mm-hmm. to see guys like that get the opportunity. And he's he's proven not just to me. I think to everybody that he's a good manager. And you see the way as Lan just mentioned there, the way his teams teams playing. They're playing with a smile on their face. There's a real togetherness. And as I said, I hope this hearing. Um, favours him because he deserves the opportunity and you heard what Davy Province said on Go Radio a couple of weeks ago when they gave uh, the red carpet for Mike Tyson uh, yep, convicted exactly. felon yep. there at Hamden so yep, for it, me, surely, you know, welcome many years ago but he was surely David Martin he deserves the opportunity yeah. I think it can be a really powerful message as yeah. well though when he's come out and spoke and he's spoken really honestly mm. about it a lot of young people when they come through depending on what their environment is they're subjected to things that they actually don't feel that they've got choice now I don't know if that was a situation with him or not but certainly as you grow up and you develop as an adult and as a human being you do realise that there's choice there if anything that message just sends to young people that you don't need to go down a route that's going to get you into trouble you can turn your life around it and you can actually make something really good from it so I think if he gets the opportunity you know let's drive that message that um, yep you know, you, and he can, can also achieve. he can also inspire a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I mean, I seen the interview and I thought it was a great interview. Mm. Very open and honest. Um, he admitted he had made mistakes, 
And as I said, I just hope this hearing um, favours him and he's given the opportunity because I think in time he can do real good things at Livingston. Okay, going to take another call. Thanks for those comments. Uh, before that, St Mirren's new signing Eamon Brophy, just up from Kilmarnock, as we know, is eligible to play for the Saints in the League Cup tie with Livingston. So, living in the news there. So, Eamon Brophy, and that's a good signing, surely, for St Mirren. We'll come back to that shortly because uh, Ryan is on the line waiting. Ryan, good evening. Good evening, guys. Happy New Year to you. How are you all? And to you. Yeah, Thanks, we st- yeah it's the, what, what day, Where are we today? At what point do we stop saying Happy Bur- New Burn, Year, Ryan? Burns, Burns night. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I might as well. Eh? Cheers, yeah, Ryan. Listen, you. it's good to have a, a greeting. It's like people keeping up the Christmas trees and all that. I don't mind this year. Keep the keep the lights up. Have you still got yours up? No, no. I, I like some, some of the lights should be up though. A lot Mate, of mine's were down. My missus brought hers down on Boxing Day. That's ridiculous. I know. I'll have a word with her, don't worry. <laughs> Boxing Day? We've still got one set of lights up that Good. we can't get down because they're up too high. Leave them. On, you need to borrow a ladder to get them. <laughs> Leave them till the end of the Covid lockdown. Uh, okay. I'll but, stop switching them on night enough so I do okay. Come on. Barry, will pay, Barry and I will pay for that. <laughs> anyway, Ryan, I don't know where you're taking us here. What's uh, what's in your mind tonight? Uh, well, first thing I've got to say is Ali DeFoy told me he, called, he got what the ma- match for is to call you Crichton and Cooney. So yes, yeah, uh, yeah. good. Thank you. <laughs> um, poorly answered. Yeah, well, poorly the, the double act <laughs> made a debut, I like That's it. it. <laughs> so the question I've got for you guys tonight is um, what impact do you have with the football stopping in the, the lower leagues and the women for Barry as well and the women's game as well and what's the plans for going forward in the future if um, for Barry... Uh, and and Leanne. Okay. Yep. We spoke about the women's a moment ago. We'll come back to that in a second or two. But we speak about both. Barry, how are your players? What's it? Like? We spoke about it a bit on yeah, uh, Monday. I, yeah. I'm going to um, obviously over the next few days. I'm going to obviously contact. We, we, first and foremost, we're not allowed to obviously everybody's seen the news. Three weeks, um, no games, and also no training. Um, I was hopeful that we maybe have got a bit of training, but obviously that's that's not been allowed. Disappointing. Um, as I said, it's as, as I said in Monday, Paul. It's mm-hmm. not just there's a few of my players who are obviously lost jobs as well, and this is a bit a bit of time to, to get their their head in a good place. Yeah. Spending a couple of hours training a Tuesday night and a Thursday night. That's a disappointing thing um, for not just my players, but for myself as well, and, and getting that game time on a Saturday. So, as a manager, obviously, I'm going to make contact with them to make sure um, that. Everything's all right. Our, play, our players will be placed on furlough um, for the next three weeks, uh, and then we need to wait till that three weeks is up to see if we're in a better place. If not, um, it'll continue to be be suspended. I'm disappointed. Mm. I'm asked, um, and some of your like, players have lost their jobs as well. You were saying, yeah, the impact. That, that, that's a, the impact it's had on them mentally. That, that, that's the biggest thing for me. The impact mentally for. For these guys, um, not just for my guys, for li- sure. all footballers yep. that mm-hmm. are uh, affected during this suspension, it's disappointing. As I said, everybody wants to continue playing the football. I understand um, people's reasons for wanting to stop it. I understand also that health is number one. But hopeful after this three weeks we can get back playing again. But we just need to wait. Leanne, the effect for the women's game, Glasgow City? Yeah, we're the same, Paul. I mean, we had requested yesterday to continue training um, based on the fact that we we are a professional club. That was knocked on the head. I think that was just, you know, 
deemed unsuitable at this stage, whether they'll go back and ask the question again. It would have been on the basis that we would have tested weekly and we would have continued to train, which is effectively what's happened at the top end of the, the men's game. So we perhaps feel there's, there's been a bit of a difference there in, in the way we've been treated, but I understand that that only applies to two or three clubs in our league that would possibly be in that position. So actually then you open it up to being probably a bigger gap and gulf between other teams. But for me, Glasgow City, we've got so many foreign players just now that have actually just come over and, and joined the team as well. And I know how much... I, I struggled when I stayed in Nottingham, you know, and being away from my family at times when we would maybe get a weekend off and other players would be able to get home within an hour. Of, and I was kind of left there. That was only over a weekend and you kind of felt a bit alone in certain moments. So I only feel, I feel for them because they don't have an outlet. What football. do they do? They've came here to play football. So well, there's, I mean, nobody can really do anything out with your normal life you've been told to stay at home so yeah. training was their outlet they've, they've came here to play football and they don't have that so that's probably tricky in terms of the mental health of players just now um, that don't have a, a, an immediate support around them I think what it's done is just flag up the fragility of the Scottish game and financially, I mean, you look at the EFL in England, they've got the PFA that have stepped in. Not for one minute am I saying that we should be doing the same up here because we don't have the money, but that's the difference. You know, you've got the PFA that are funding 72 clubs to be tested twice weekly, and we've got only two divisions up here that are able to be you know, sustained during this period. It's scary. As, as I said, that we just feel a bit disappointed as a club because we've we done everything yeah. possible in terms of sticking to the... The protocols and the, how many the cases guideline. have you had again? You said. Two, two, two cases in five and a half months, which I think is really good mm. because obviously we're part time, training mm. twice a week. Yeah. All the 20, 20 man squad I've got, I've got jobs during the day. Yeah. Um. So that that's the um the disappointing fact. Is it going to continue yeah. the football? I mean, I've been asked by a. A few people, I, I really don't know. In the Premiership, you mean in the Championship as no, well? No, at level. To come back. Yeah, because yeah, you're due to come back in but February. I mean, I watch the news like everybody else, yeah. and I just see this mm. virus spreading like wildfire, and it's getting worse until the va- vaccine comes out. So, I don't know. I don't know what way. I can only treat it as a three-week block just now, because that's as far as I know. Yeah, After do you think, that, I don't sorry, know. Do you think you'll be back? In February, I would hope so. Listen, I'm hopeful that we're at a good place now. I'm more optimistic than I would have been probably April or May when we didn't have a vaccine. So I think we need to allow that time. But also, I, I've tried to take my football hat off this week and mm. not be too offended that it's not an attack on football. It's almost about protecting people in the wider society. And as I say, like for me, I see other people. I go and visit my nana and she's 89 and, and take her essential stuff during the week. And I, I, I can't risk her health over the sake of me going and playing football I, I, that for me I, I cannot justify it so health is every, number one yeah. every other business you know that's furloughed it and whatever else we need to accept that that's where we're at Ryan yeah yeah. Uh, I've got another question yeah. as well um, Barry um, will you be a football manager with this happening now would, would your club and every other club now be since it's a January transfer window be taking a step back in terms of maybe um, your plans for thinking about maybe getting in players? Yeah, well, just before we obviously get suspended, I'd brought one player in and um, I, I was keen to try and add another one or two, but I can't do it because mm-hmm. um, obviously with this three-week uh, suspension, it runs to the end of the, the, the transfer window or, or whatever and, and we don't know where we're going to be. That, that That's the problem. That, And I totally understand that for the club's point. Um, as I said, we are... 
we're uh, financially stretched as it is. Um, the kind of the, the only kind of finances we got was through the streaming of our games, um, which we get decent numbers because uh, the the attendance is normally at our games when fans were allowed in were, were very good at mm. our level you've got a great support at Celtic yeah it has yep. a great support and a, a great committee and, and board to be honest because they, they've put their hand in their pockets and, and the sponsors also uh, that the club have got mm. have, have helped us get through this um, last five and five and a half months so in terms of signing players I think it'll be very mm. tough for me to do that Ryan, it's a good point. Thanks very much for calling. Thank you very much, guys. Have Cheers, a good Ryan. Thanks. Bye Stay now. well. Coming next, more from Leanne and Barry. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Leanne Crichton, just making plans for the Euros 2021. <laughs> the two matches due to be at Hamden and uh, England at Wembley. And uh, we're making plans to be in... It just can't say the plans on air. It'll be magnificent, <laughs> won't it? We'll visit some of the sites of London, which we, you know, hopefully by then we're, you know, the vaccine's there. It's when that's going to be June time. Hopefully fans oh, can get back in. Yeah. Uh, what, what a game for the players to look forward uh, to playing England at, at Wembley. What, what a stadium. Amazing. It's going Unreal. to be phenomenal, isn't we'll it? We'll see plenty when we're yep. down there, but we just won't remember it, will we, when we get back? <laughs> <laughs> we will be responsible. It's going to be some boogie bus, though, isn't it? <laughs> Is it a Parks of Hamilton? Have you got connections there for us? Um, yeah. yeah, could. Uh, it first bus, I'll, I'll drive to Carlisle and then... <laughs> Sai takes me. over. <laughs> There's be... no way you're driving anywhere. <laughs> and you wouldn't let Sai drive, would you? Or Is that unfair? You're no reach. <laughs> oh, stead, I'm saying nothing. Oh, wait, oh, wait. 17, 17, 700, Leanne. Surely yep. Barry's contacts will be able to get us a driver. Oh, right? it'll be, yeah. It'll be... Uh, we'll maybe a big bus. How many people yep. are on this? Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Uh, who, what's here? Burke and Bonner. That's what they're saying after Pat Bonner had been on last night and Chris Burke joining us most weeks. There's oh, a couple of... Act. Could be That's a double good. act. A little like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You obsessed with height. <laughs> That's size just copped it. Libby Aberdeen Chris. tonight. I'm going to ask your predictions mm. shortly. Um, a wee bit more. In fact, here's a Rangers fan on the line. Scott uh, from the Ibrox podcast. This is Ibrox. Hi, Scott. Good evening. Hello, Scott. I think something happened just as we were going to him at that point. So we'll hopefully come back to him in a moment or two. Um, a Rangers fan coming on to talk about uh, how it will go. Yep, Ali's going to reconnect. Scott just disappeared there, but hopefully we'll get him back in a moment or two. It's just gone. Uh, what about Livy Aberdeen tonight? Leanne, what do you think is going to happen? I actually think it'll be a, a decent enough game. Yep. You know, two teams that y- you would expect to be going for the win. Um, Livingston in fantastic form. Aberdeen um, disappointed, you know, after the weekend result, but the 10 men probably impacted that slightly. They found, you know, a decent run of form in results and I would expect them to be going and, and you know, trying to kill off Livingston in the form that they're in. But um, I'm actually covering the game later on and I'll be across the commentary on it for the highlight show tonight. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it'll be a decent game. Um, Hedges is out suspended. He's, he's mm-hmm. been a big player for, for Aberdeen this, this year. Um, McCrory's back in obviously missing the game on Sunday um, against Rangers uh, but look the, the form that Livingston are in the, the, they know that surface inside out um, I, I fancy Livingston do you? Yeah. Yep, I think wow. they'll, they'll continue mm-hmm. the run I was looking at a wee stat Aberdeen have actually only lost one in 14 away matches wow 
their last 14. That's so impressive. Decent form, isn't it? and yeah. that has been mm-hmm. the form that, that's probably you know got them to where they are I this might season. change my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need the points as well. They're, they're only one point ahead of Hebs. Hebs on 38 after uh, the draw the other night. In fact, 37, isn't it? Um, I took a, I took this from the telly. This uh, might swing after, it for you, yeah, well. Livy are in winless it. in their last 14 against Aberdeen. <laughs> okay. I just go. think with Scott. the form they're, no, they're on and obviously the plastic pitch it'll play a part there's no doubt about it and look, Aberdeen, look, Hedges has been a big player for Aberdeen he's probably one of the players the, the main guys um, this season but I, th- I think Livingston I think it'll be a tight one but I think Livingston the thing with Aberdeen is that they don't seem to have a lot of goals across the team just now no. even at, you know a lot of the results it's 1-0 draws here and there um, Cosgrove hasn't really Not hit the heights was, you know yeah. even mm-hmm. Lewis Ferguson was, you know, was hitting goals mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season he's mm-hmm. perhaps not off the boil because I think his performances have been good but yeah. certainly in, in terms of goals it, it's all went a bit quiet and I'll be keeping my eye on Scott Wright to see how he Indeed. he performs because yeah. he could be a Rangers player in uh, the coming weeks a couple of weeks for him Scott is on the line hi Scott good evening hi Paul how are you doing thanks uh, we're good thanks you. not at all how are you I'm very well, thank you. Yes, can't complain. Uh, nice time to be a Rangers fan. Yeah, it's, uh, everything is going right. And what do you think about Livy Aberdeen tonight? And I'm asking especially because, you know, your team were playing uh, Aberdeen at the weekend. What do you reckon? I think Livingston will get something from the game. I'm not sure they'll win the game, but I think they'll, they'll, they'll certainly get something from it. I thought Aberdeen gave us some problems, maybe the early part of the first half of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt we dealt with the tie thereafter really quite well. Yep. So Scott, what were you on to say? So my my question, I think in the first instance is to Barry. I think historically Rangers have looked to the month of January and it's always been a bit of a, a period of trepidation because of things that have happened previously. We're now halfway through it and I just wonder the importance of having the players in the training centre um, Monday to Friday and how much that's affecting the good performances we're seeing the weekend, particularly um, at the Tawdry there. We don't have a European trip to think about, a flight to think about, which we obviously shouldn't be doing anyway. But I just wonder the importance of them being in Glasgow and just going game to game to game and, and getting January and these big tough ties in January out of the way. Yeah, massive, massive. The, the, I, I say it um, at the end of December, January is always a, a massive month. I, I believe it's the business end of the the business side of the, the, the season and in terms of no European football until we get into February they can really focus on a, a difficult January period uh, with the teams as I said Celtics they've put Celtic out the way we're getting that three points a difficult trip up to Petodre getting that three points and look forward now to going to a potential banana skin again against Muddle so I just, uh, in terms of the way that Rangers are going about things, I'm just enjoying, I'm enjoying actually watching them play. Um, They're playing good stuff, but I I will say one thing about them, which um, is, is, uh, I've really enjoyed, should I say, since the St Myrne, the Mm -hmm. quarter-final game, um, they've responded really well. They've not played at the top of their game. I'll go back to what I says halfway through the show. Assigning a good team when you're not playing at the levels that you've played previous and you're still finding a way to get the three points, you're doing something right. It's the hallmark of champions, and isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. No champions yet. There's still a long way to go. Listen, they're, 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 going, they're going the right direction. Yep. Um, but they're a well-drilled, well-coached team. You can see that's now two and a half years the manager's been there. It's been a work in progress. I've said it, each season I've seen 
I'm getting better mm-hmm. It was disappointing last year But I don't see it happening this year Because there's a clear different Shift of mindset about this this, this, um, if, this squad If Rangers lost it now Leanne, Barry, Scott It, it, yeah. it would be all over for Stephen Gerrard as a manager It's not going to happen If that did happen If Rangers lost this title It would affect his future as well, isn't it? Because he's still to win something mm-hmm. He's done nothing wrong this season. It's all going right. I think he knows that himself, but he yeah. knows he, he's not won anything in two and a half years. Um, that was a big disappointment a few weeks back, getting knocked mm-hmm. out against St Murn. Clear, I, yep. I thought it was perfect to get the first mm-hmm. trophy. You had, what you would probably say, the big hitters out the competition already. Um, but I sat back after that game and I said to two of, the, two of my boys, now you'll see what Rangers are about. It's how you respond. So t- three days later, they play against Motherwell. And that was the tough. famous 5-5 five, five. 73 minutes Yeah, But again I'll go back to it They're showing a, a patience yeah. They're not becoming frustrated And it get, got to that 74 minutes They got that equaliser And then they went on and won the game um, And that's what will please the manager And that's what must be pleasing the fans just now Leanne they were back to their near best Would you say against Aberdeen? Yeah I think yeah. so yeah, yeah. You know seeing Morelis back and, and scoring goals um, He's been a bit you know off the boil with I think his performances in, in terms of what he offers the team has been relatively good but I think they need more of that you know especially in this second half of the season but also I'd agree with Barry in, in terms of January being a huge month but you've also got speculation that you know there'll be a couple of Rangers players that are linked with moves and mm. you know once you can get that out of the way in terms of a transfer window if you're really serious about knuckling down and getting you know the leak in the bag effectively um you don't want any any distractions at all, you know. But certainly the the European stuff and initially what Scott had said about being in the um, the training ground, you know, consistently does help. Yeah, there's a there's a they can clearly focus on just league. And they I are, mean, Europe's yeah. great. Listen, a club like Rangers, uh, you should always be playing in Europe, right? But it's great that the European football is not starting back up. I think it's mid February. Yeah, correct yeah, me if I'm yeah, wrong yeah, yeah. Um, so they've got Scott, a clear focus on what's a massive month is January Scott um, just a few minutes left uh, there's no yeah. way you can lose it now is there? No I think the Rangers fans are really quite confident that we're going to get the 55 this year um, and I, I think we've, we've felt that way for, for a good month or so now if I just ask one last thing before, before I head off and leave you guys to it Barry from your perspective you, if you were in the the Rangers changing room just now and everything that's happened across the city it's hard um, to, to not ignore it and acknowledge it almost how do you think that'll be spoken about in the changing room I appreciate there'll be everyone will be saying we're blacking out we're not talking about it we're just leaving it to, to sort of go on as it has been mm-hmm. um, they must smell blood just now yeah but there's no doubt that look I, I said it earlier on in the show that they'll be reading things and watching what, what's been on with Celtic um, since they've come back with Dubai but Clear again, you can't let the noise outside your bubble affect you. Just concentrate on number one, and number one is Rangers. Um, and look, nobody does you favours. That's the way that Rangers will be looking at it just now. They've just need to concentrate on what they've been doing all season, and that's winning games of football the vast majority of the time. Scott, the, the podcast must be doing well, and thanks for calling us tonight. Thanks very much. Thanks, Paul. Cheers. Thank you. Good night. Cheers, Scott. Thank you. Man City 1, Brighton nil. Phil Foden the scorer oh, so I, I love what a season him. he's having uh, oh, just, a, yeah. a, just 
a, a gemmy of player. And I want to mention this weekend, uh, Man U, Liverpool, Man U, and Man U top of the table, Leanne. What a game that will be! It's, it's yeah. probably been a while actually since a, a Man United Liverpool game had as much to it, but mm. Liverpool just have not quite been firing no. in all cylinders. So many changes to the team, so many players out that had a huge impact last year. And to be honest, I. I really couldn't see Man United getting themselves to where they've got to so oh, credit to Solskjaer and, and the group of players oh, yeah. there because even two or three months ago you know you yeah. would have laughed at the prospect of them being top of the league yep. yeah I, I know I'm I'm shocked as well I mean he was getting um, dogs abuse he was, six, yeah. seven, eight weeks ago um, I watched them last night against Burnley I, I, I think they're getting better Man mm. United they're, if you look at the, the players that they've got they've got a decent group of players yeah. And wasn't that great to see many people in football sending messages to Saul Bamba on the cancer diagnosis? We hope he does well, yep. uh, the former Hibs player. And I see Virgil van Dijk was on to him as well, and that will give him a boost. Yeah, yep. I, I spoke about it the other week as well. It's a yep. football family. You yep. know, It's such a wider community, and I think in moments like that, that's where you really feel it. Jen Beattie was one the other week that, that spoke yep. about her um, cancer diagnosis, and certainly the response was, was huge and really, really positive. Yeah, that's when football comes together. And people do, don't they, in football. Yep. Final word then, let's hear from Peter Lowell. If you look back over the last four years, going to the camp in Dubai has been extremely successful. And the decisions we made are entirely for the best interests of the team and the best interests of the club. And what we plan to do is take them to these facilities again, which are world class, after a very, very hectic programme in November and December, which has in the past proven to be a great benefit in terms of performance after January, to take them there to give them the training and come back and, and, and get to that performance level again. So that was the rationale. And he, he said sorry, he's apologised, saying it was a mistake. Who's winning? Livy, Aberdeen? You gave us your you gave us prediction. It's going Livy, Leanne. Score draw for me. I was Sat giving him a chance defense. to shake. That's Sat it. Defense, Tomorrow, Leanne. Tomorrow night in the studio with Roberts, Richard Foster and Davy Proven from me, Paul Cooney. Good night. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk.